What is up, podcast fam? I hope all is well. I hope that your heart is feeling full today. And I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to today's show where I'm just going to kind of talk about my experiences and my thoughts on everything happening in the world right now, especially these last couple weeks. And I usually come on here offering some sort of solution, some sort of actionable steps for you to take. So I'm going to do that, but I also want to preface that by saying, by no means do I have the solution for what's going on in the world. This is such a deep-rooted systemic issue that has been happening and taking place for hundreds of years. So my intention is to encourage you to do three things. And those three things are listen, learn, and love. And we'll talk a little bit more about each of those moving forward. But I want to start off this show referencing Martin Luther King Jr. And he has hundreds of impactful, inspiring quotes. But the one that I'm going to share with you right now is one of my favorites, and I think it's really relevant in the time that we're experiencing right now. He said, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. And as somebody who is a white male, as somebody who has a platform, I feel the obligation to speak up about what's going on. As I mentioned, I don't necessarily have a solution. However, I'm gonna do my best to be a part of the solution and not part of the problem. And before we dive in uh, to the three L's that I mentioned previously, I just want to send my love and send my prayers out to all of those people listening right now who are experiencing pain, who are experiencing hurt, who are experiencing neglect, who are experiencing abuse. There's zero tolerance for any of those things. And what happened most recently with George Floyd is absolutely tragic and it can't continue to happen. Obviously, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, what happened with them as well is inexcusable. And it's not an isolated incident. These situations of police brutality have been happening for quite some time. Now, again, What I'm saying during this show is not meant to trigger anyone or anger anyone or upset anyone. I just want to share my experiences, my thoughts, and I still have so much to learn on this topic, race relations, specifically in the United States. It's such a deep rooted issue. So I want to talk first about listening. If you're a white person listening or any anyone else who's privileged, 
I think it's so important right now that we listen. We listen to black people's stories, their struggles, their experiences, being judged, being profiled, starting at a young age. Because here's the thing, I've had so many black friends, so many Latino friends, so many Asian friends, friends of really all backgrounds. And I'm somebody who loves everyone. I never see or consider someone, hey, this is like my black homie, or this is my Mexican friend. They're all just friends, it's all just love. But with that being said, I understand that I don't necessarily grasp what it is to operate on a daily basis as a black man. As someone who might be looked at and judged and automatically put in a box that they're a criminal, that they're a thug, that they're a gangster. And I'll never know what that feels like. All I can do, all we can do is listen. We need to listen. We need to be open-minded. If you have any preconceived beliefs or notions in regards to what's happening, that's okay. However, I really encourage you to open up your mind and open up your heart and listen. Listen to black people. Listen to what they're sharing because not all black people have the same opinion on what's going on. And that's something that we really need to understand. There's a lot of different points of view here. I was watching a video last night that had clips from Lil Wayne, uh, Morgan Freeman, uh, Michael B. Jordan, and uh, Denzel Washington, I believe, that was a little different than the narrative that you may be seeing on the news. So I encourage you, listen to points of view. Listen actively. We have to be open to hearing different narratives. That's how we grow and cultivate compassion. Because ultimately, I'm never gonna be able to walk this earth as a black man. The best thing I can do, the best thing that we can do, is listen. And I just want to address some of the people that I've heard that are frustrated with the Black Lives Matter narrative you know, saying that all lives matter equally. And listen, <laughs> the intention of the Black Lives Matter movement is not to say that blacks are more important or more superior than any other race, right? So let's just get that out there. You know, it's, it's a message that, listen, our lives, black people's lives, are just as important as anyone else's. And we don't deserve, sorry, and they don't deserve to be mistreated with these, un, these, these just atrocious acts that are taking place. And I apologize for maybe not sounding so articulate this conversation because I'm kind of just speaking from the top of my head uh, and from my heart, honestly. But, but understand that the intention for the Black Lives Matter movement is not to spew hate or 
racism towards white people or any other race. It's just to voice that black people matter just as much as anyone else. So we need to listen. We need to be open to hearing different narratives. Next, we need to learn. We need to learn. We need to learn, most importantly, about our own privilege, about our own lineage, about our own upbringing, our background. Because ultimately, that's where your perceptions of the world come from. For anyone out there, including the cop in Minnesota who committed that atrocious act on George Floyd, he wasn't born a racist. He wasn't born with hatred. Somehow, those beliefs, those ideologies got instilled in him. We need to learn about our privilege. We need to learn about our history. And when I say our, I'm talking about my own. I'm talking about growing up as a white Jewish male. So this past week when I was back home, I had some really great conversations with my dad because my dad grew up in the 1950s and 60s in Atlanta, Georgia, when the KKK was at its height, when racism was absolutely rampant in the South, especially. And he literally like experienced, you know, people, you know, having fountain, uh, water fountains and bathrooms for colored people. And he witnessed that firsthand. So obviously we've come so far as a country. We have, we have come so far as a country in creating opportunities for people of all ethnicities, but we still have a long way to go. And one of the other stories my dad told me was that when his dad, uh, his dad and his dad's friends, you know, when they were thinking of applying to medical school or to law school, in the 1920s and 1930s, as Jewish people, they didn't really accept any Jews. If there was a class of 100 people, they would accept one to two Jews. So that means, and this is how my dad put it, that as Jewish people, we had to work twice as hard to get half as far. And I feel like that is pretty similar to the narrative that black people are growing up in now that they really do have to work twice as hard to get half as far because they have to overcome so many of these obstacles, so many of these adversities that you and I don't have to experience. So I think learning about our own privilege is so important because listen, I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know, I've never experienced you know, besides people in middle school and high school maybe saying, hey, you're a Jew, like besides those isolated incidents, I never have experienced, you know, racism. I've never feared for my life driving down the street or going on a run in my neighborhood or wearing a hoodie, whatever these things are. Like, I don't think twice about them. And now I'm like, oh my gosh. There's people, a lot of people, that literally every day is 
survival mode. Oh my gosh, what's gonna happen when I go on a run with my hoodie on? What's gonna, what's gonna happen when I stop at a red light? And I also wanna preface this by saying like, I really don't think, I don't think a majority of people are racist at all. I, I would, I, I really don't think that at all. In fact, I think most people, uh, most people in this country don't see color as the primary thing that they're gonna base or dictate somebody's life or perception or personality on. But it's worth noting that there is privilege being, you know, born white and being born into other cultures too. So what I learned about was my ancestors and some of the adversities that they overcame. And honestly, a lot of the persecution that Jewish people have experienced is in a way pretty similar to some of the persecution that black people have experienced. You know, I'm not going to dive deep into the history of both cultures, but obviously you're familiar with the Holocaust, you know, which wasn't very long ago. This was 70 years ago where 6 million Jews were wiped off the face of the earth. And I'm not comparing what's going on now to the Holocaust either. Again, I'm kind of just everywhere right now. And I, I apologize. Maybe I should have been more organized, but... You know, this is just speaking my mind. So we have listen. So be open to listening to different stories, to different upbringings, to different backgrounds, to different opinions, to different narratives. Because it's so easy to just surround ourselves with like-minded people and watch the same news channel and get fed the same information because it validates our opinions. But that's not how we understand. That's not how we cultivate compassion. The only way that we are going to make progress is with love, with compassion, with understanding. I talked about learning, learning about your privilege, learning about your ancestors, learning about what black people experience on a day-to-day -day basis. And with that being said, you know, uh, for those of you who listen to the show or follow me on social media, you probably know that um, my friend Alvi and I, and Alvi's one, uh, one, of my, one of my very good friends, um, we go into a middle school every Wednesday. We haven't done it the last couple months uh, because of the virus, but um, we have boys club. And this is sixth, seventh, and eighth grade boys. Most of them are black, Latino, and they come from challenging backgrounds. And the more that I've been thinking about what's going on and possible solutions, I feel like what Alvi and I do is what we need more of in the world. Because you have Alvi who's black, you have me who's white, and we're coming in and we're infusing love and awareness into these kids. And Alvi has his different way of delivering messages that resonates. And I have my way. And they're both based on our experiences. And I remember one day when, it was, it was one of the first days 
and 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 we ask the kids to raise their hand if they are raised by a single parent. And basically, all the hands went up. Uh, and we said, leave your hands up if you are being raised by just your mom. And again, most of the hands stayed up, probably 70% of the room. And the reason I say this is because in that video I watched last night, one of the black men speaking, he was talking about this systemic issue that's going on with black people, specifically in America. And so many children are growing up without their fathers. And just in general, if you're a kid being raised without a father, statistically, you're five times more likely to live in poverty. You're five times more likely to commit crimes. Because if you're living in poverty, everything's scarce. You're in survival mode. You have to do a lot of things to survive that maybe you wouldn't want to do, you wouldn't choose to do in normal circumstances, but you have to do them. In addition, kids being raised without a father, they're nine times more likely to commit a crime. They're 20 times more likely to end up in jail. Now, the reason I'm saying these statistics is because these stats are relevant with all races. However, the ratio of black children who are growing up without fathers is really high. And again, this is no, by no means justification for what's going on and by police brutality and any other vicious acts committed. By no means am I justifying that. However, I do wanna talk a little bit about this because listen, as someone who grew up with my dad fully present in my life, like I know how much of a role he's played in my life and how much he helped me develop as a man, how he teached me morals and principles and values. And I have no idea where I would be if I didn't have my dad in my life. I genuinely do not know, but I know I wouldn't be where I am now because I can tell you that my dad really provided me so much and he still does to this day. And so many black kids are growing up without that foundation, without that support. And shout out to all the single moms out there for doing everything in your power to provide for your family, to provide for your kids and, and wearing both hats of mom and dad. I've heard so many stories from friends about who have been raised by you know, a single mom and these are the most courageous, strong humans in the world. They're the true heroes of our society. So I just wanna shout out all those single moms, all the moms in general, but especially those single moms who are doing so much to provide and support your children. So again, I don't have a solution for how we can create more children being brought up by mom and dad. But I do know that having that male influence, having that strong fatherly figure, that role model, that support system, that unconditional love is so important. It's so instrumental. It's so pivotal.
And that's why I feel so called to do the work that Alvi and I are doing at the Boys Club. Now more than ever, it's so important to provide these kids with positivity, to provide these kids with love and support and let them know that they're not alone, that they don't have to do certain things or act a certain way to be accepted or be cool or survive. So I'm learning more about that as well. How are a lot of these black men and women being brought up? And like I said, this is by no means condemning anything, right? But I do, I do think it's important to bring this to attention, right? Like, taking care of the environment that these people are growing up in, nurturing this environment. And so often, you know, from a young age, these kids are growing up in survival mode and the system works against them. It's such a fine line talking about this, honestly, because it's like, I'm all about not playing the victim, right? Like, okay, this happened to you. You're suffering from this. You, you have to experience this, you know, just accept it, move on. Don't play the victim role. But it's also like, if you say that, it's almost like dismissing this. It's like dismissing it like it's okay. And I wanna come back to that. Like so many black people have to work twice as hard to get half as far. That's just a reality. But I truly believe in 2020, there are more opportunities. Like the fact that we have the internet and social media, like leveraging that. I don't think the internet and social media cares so much about your race, about your color, about your gender, about your uh, sexual preferences. But there's clearly a disconnect and it's systematic. It's systemic. Finally, let's talk about love because hurt people hurt people. I can guarantee you that that cop in Minnesota felt like shit about himself. Understand that the way you feel about yourself, the relationship you have with yourself reflects in every other relationship you have in life. This person probably had some deeply rooted self-worth issues, not self-worth, sorry, probably hated himself. And he also hated black people. But again, I'm not here to analyze this guy's mind. Um, but what I am saying is, People who are in pain and suffering, they are the ones that are most likely to cause pain and suffering to others. So regardless of your color, your gender, your ethnicity, your background, your age, check in with yourself and assess the relationship you have with yourself. I truly believe that if we just all did the inner work on ourselves, cultivating self-love, being honest with ourselves, peeling back the layers, dealing with the truths 
building awareness about any narratives that we're telling ourselves. Forgiving ourselves for any fucked up things that we've done or any fucked up thoughts we've had. Forgiving others for inflicting uh, hurt and pain. Not necessarily dismissing them by no means, but for your own inner peace, for your own self-love. Again, hurt people hurt people, man. And it's uh, it's sad to see that manifest in the way that it has. Um, listen, I know this show has been all over the place. Uh, I do my best to come in with a structure, with a plan. And I just want to let you know, um, I guess the last last thing I want to say is that I think it's an awesome thing. I think it's really beautiful that so many people all over the world rallied and spoke their mind and protested. And, you know, it's funny how so often the news just twists things and turns things in different ways and they show the riots and they show the, the, the few people who are causing violence. But from what I saw and from what I observed 98% of the people who were protesting and voicing their opinions were doing so with a peaceful mindset. They were by no means trying to cause damage or light fires or hurt other people. I really think most people went in and, and, and had good intentions, which is honestly super impressive because emotions are riding so high. Like, you know, I'm gonna be interviewing my boy Alvi in a couple of days, the one I mentioned, and it's gonna be really awesome to, you know, get a deeper dive into his mind through all of this because, you know, I, I'm sure my experiences now would be different if I was black, obviously. Um, but all I can do is do the best I can, you know, and speak about my experiences, acknowledge my privilege, and also acknowledge that, you know, uh, I'm committed to being part of the solution, whatever that means. Whatever that means. So, again, I want to send out all the love, all the support, all the hope to everyone listening now. It's easy to focus on all of the pain, all of the dysfunction, all of the things that are going wrong. I just think this is all part of the awakening of the universe. I think, I think as a community, as a global consciousness, we're elevating ourselves. We're cultivating awareness, which is not easy. It requires pain. It requires truth. And I hope on the back end of this, that we cultivate more compassion. This is not something that we're going to just find a quick solution to. It's going to take small actions. It's going to take 
getting more involved in the community. It's going to take really nurturing our youth. And it's going to take everyone. White people need to step up. Everyone needs to step up. Again, the three L's. Listen, learn, and love. I'm committed to continue sharing my perspective, my voice, and I encourage you to do the same. I love you so much. I'd love to hear your feedback. I hope your heart is feeling full today. And I genuinely have so much love for you. Let's continue being part of the solution as we move forward in this conscious collective. This is a group effort. This isn't a black issue. This isn't a white issue. This is something that we really need to collaborate on and have conversations about. And the fact of the matter is sometimes these conversations are really uncomfortable. And uh, those are the conversations that we need to really lean into are those uncomfortable ones. So I'm committed to holding space for anyone who wants to talk about this issue, talk about the current situation, what's going on. And I'm excited to connect with a lot of my black friends during this time um, and really share their perspective with you guys. Because again, I'm a 29 year old white, white dude, grew up in California, uh, privileged, now I'm living in Miami Beach. So my perspective is limited, um, but I'm committed to bringing on some awesome people from all different backgrounds. So thanks for listening. Uh, I love you so much. And remember, send love, spread love. You are love. Peace. Peace.